Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Minutes Roughing, uh, <laughs> the new Watertown Wolves podcast. Uh, Mark, are you? Wait. Aren't you so excited to become a Watertown? Wait, this is the Watertown Wolves podcast. podcast? Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bye, Mark. All right, so now this is my league random show uh, where I get to talk about how much fun uh, the Wire That Huntsville sucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess it's a, I guess we're going back to being a, a normal Fed uh, SP show. Uh, so yes. there we go. All right. All right. Never mind. Watertown's exclusivity is over. Um, but I, I guess now uh, we have to talk about other things besides the Wolves. Um, so we're going to talk about, we're going to force finish up our SPHL preview. We started that last week, uh, but we've had some news regarding Daneville, uh, a little bit happen. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I, I think, I, I think I'll let you take the lead on this one a little bit. So, so it came out, uh, there was an article posted what last night or the night before. Uh, yeah. Last night that we uncut that we found like, Regarding uh, Danville, uh, the Palmer Arena board is now saying that request for proposals for a possible uh, hockey return in next year. Um, mm-hmm. So according to the audio, this is straight from the audio, and I quote, I'm sure we're going to see interest from the FPHL, which Mr. Soskin is a part member of, as it's been previously, men- so, as been previously mentioned, um, Barry Soskin, former owner of the Dastards, has put in, I think a couple of times a proposal. Um, nothing coming on that yet, which is interesting that now they're doing this. Um, if I'm a little scared that that might mean they might not be a Dasters when this all gets said and done. But anyway, now here's the funny part. And I'm going to continue the quote here. And we will send out to the ECHL to see if there's interest there. The USPHL, which by the way is a junior league, as well as we'll send to the SPHL. We send to all, so all parties have an equal opportunity. Um, outside of the quote, uh, Gaffney says replies need to be in by October 23rd, and all received proposals will be presented to the Palmer Arena Board during the October 25th meeting. So, with that, that means this month, later this month, we'll have, hopefully, some idea of what maybe the future of Danville Hockey looks like whether that might be pro or junior or what have you. Um, I find it extremely hilarious that they even mentioned the ECHL. Just, I was dying laughing when I read that. Yeah, um, the, the moment I saw ECHL, I, I, I was like, oh, gosh, delusions of grandeurs once again in Danville. I, I mean, come on. Look. Now, they, they also, put, uh, thing, they also uh, put pro hockey, but then they put the USPHL, which – it's like a G- if you don't know what the USPHL is for certain. Hey, buddy, that's pay to play. It's technically, it's technically pro. <laughs> that, technically, that's like the opposite of pro. Instead of them paying you, you pay them. I, I, okay, I, there's still money involved. It's just yeah, but here's the one, thing. I one's mean, a professional con man, the other is like you know a bunch of people getting conned. Um. But anyway, the USPHL is kind of like the NA and NA3HL with how it's structured. Like, uh, there could be a little affiliations. There could be multiple teams. Uh, the closest team to Danville would be the team in Decatur, Illinois, uh, which by the way, they use the Blaze, uh, the Blaze uh, branding, which is if you're old Bloomington fan, you'll recognize that. Um, and then they also are sending them to the SPHL, which you know what? I'm not going to give them shit on that. 
I'm not ever going to say that Danville's a bad hockey market. And I, and there's still this, this little part of me, even though it should be wrong and it is wrong. that still says that maybe with the right people, it could work, but they would have to take the extremely right people. Not what we just went through, but to me, the best case scenario for them is the fed specifically under Soskin. But we also know that likely there seems to be some old feelings die hard going on here. Yeah. Um, Look, and I, I, that's I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'll and say this. Because... To me is I think that to me, the that is dashes or nothing. I hope that's not the case, but like, uh. Mm. well, I'll just say this. Um, I am very much of the camp. I'm not. I'm, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm, I'm like. Ah, oh, it's got to be fed or nothing. Ah, oh, you know, because oh, I love the Fed. But like, it's the, the FPHL seems like the perfect league for what that what that market is, what that arena is, what everything is right there. I know that the Fed is technically going through some big growth, and they're entering bigger arenas. Well, they're entering new markets. Well, here's the thing. And, and, hold on, hold on, hold on. I but Danville was a big reason why the Fed was able to get onto that to, onto the foundation it is today. I think it's uh-huh. very unfair to 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 say that that it, just because the arena board is, is as crazy as it is, it, it shouldn't you know be at least considered. Here's here's Go the ahead. thing. Despite the Fed's big growth, there's still a massive hole in their footprint, and it's a hole that Danville would fill in quite nicely. Yeah, because I mean, they they, 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 they really haven't in between, like, because for the teams that aren't on the coast, there's nothing in between, say, like Mississippi or Baton Rouge to the Michigan teams, there's nothing. Yeah, and I mean that, that's why I think like the FVHL needs to go after Danville. But I, and, and like I like I said, ever since 2020, they haven't been able to kind of figure out you know how to fill that hole. So I hope something happens. Uh, my, my you you probably should go with that old ownership group. But here's the problem: we're dealing with public officials. Guess what? Public officials don't like to do say sorry, mm-hmm. and that's exactly mm-hmm. what you'll be doing. So. At this point, um, I think it's probably juniors uh, for Danville. I, I can't see maybe NHL. I think there, there's a chance they could take. I mean, a, there's a history swing at there. It. There's history there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think to me, I just don't know if Danville would support junior anymore. I just don't I, know. I, yeah. I I'm really wondering if they are at a point which isn't a bad thing, but it can be given the, if it, depending on the situation. Um, if it, I just worry that it's dashes or nothing. I just worry. You know, I, I halfway wonder what it comes. Hold on, hold on, Mark. Hold on, let me speak. Um, I, I'm at a point where I'm kind of wondering if maybe the market needs to be rehabbed a little bit. What in terms of maybe there doesn't need to be a team for five years. Maybe that it needs to be a point where look, just some there's so much. There's bad blood uh, with how everything went down last time, uh, especially maybe you have a couple of changes with the arena board, have have something like that happen. Just let the market sit dormant and have people miss hockey. That that unfortunately might be a, a good scenario here for everyone involved in, in the city, which sucks. Well, for but... me, 
they, they miss hockey it. already. They already do. Many of them, I'm going to be all honest. I think many of them missed hockey while the Bobcats were still were still there because they didn't support it. It was a trash show from the get-go. So that's why I think there will be hockey on the ice in Danville next year. I don't know what. I'm not sure if it's going to be pro or junior, but I absolutely am on the mind that October 2024, there will be hockey being played in the Palmer Arena. It's just a matter of what steps they're going to take and what route they're going to go. Oh, it could have been played this. We could have had hockey there this month. Uh, but uh, but when it was, you know, on the idea of, all right, it can be the Dashers. Where, I mean, I, I think we've already said this. Barry was like, as soon as the Bobcats went down, Barry was like right there uh, with the arena board. Here's what I'm saying, say. okay, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to play ball, you know. I think it's all right that they didn't do it this year. I'm actually okay with that. I think it's I think it was still too much and this is on and I'm not gonna give the arena crap here with this. It was still very fresh, like too fresh of this everything that went down and like I'm not gonna lie, I think it's actually smart to keep just a year off. I mm. given everything that's happening, it's still kind of still going on in the background too. I think it's just the best court case, like uh, best course of action here, of just laying low this year, work on proper proposals, go through the right channels, and hopefully in twenty twenty four you have hockey back in that arena. Mm. Yeah, I, it's. Because look, I, 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 I guess we'll see. It. Think about it. that happened in February, right? That happened in February. The that's a pretty quick turnaround to get marketed. It's not impossible, especially for the Fed, but it doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. You know, especially compared to like Bat Rouge and Blue and uh, Blue Ridge that are coming in this year. Like they mm-hmm. were announced like well before the, like that happened. So I mean, that's why, and th- and this is something I'm going to give the Fed credit for. They're trying to stop also making teams too too quickly. That's something that they have needed to work on, and I think they're they are working on that. And they and again, I think that's part of the reason why it just didn't happen. I I think it's the arena needs time to chill out after everything that happened. And after that, it was just kind of timeline just didn't match up. Mm. Now, I do think Barry will be looked at very seriously come October 25th. I do think that. I don't uh, think. Oh, I disagree. Hang on, hang on. No, no, I disagree with you on that because if they've already done this a couple times uh, with, uh, uh, hmm. you know, they, I mean, this isn't the first time. Oh, dude, we both saw that message, huh? Uh, but yeah. uh, with. You know, I mean, look, the proposals are there in like June, I think May even, and then now they're doing a second round, and and they mentioned Barry. It's like it. This screams to me like they're they're looking for someone besides Barry. They 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 again. Uh, it's the, the public official. If he's the best kind of option, thing. But here's the thing, though, if he ends up still being the best, they, option, they, they, the I best option, the best option in 2020 was to not not do this, not do the SPHL team, and guess what they did? Well, I know. I mean, come well, on. I don't. I, I think here's now, the, if they, because of Paul, I don't hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, Mark, Mark, 
when it comes to the when it comes to Palmer Arena, uh, dear God, they have they have the worst decision making past you you can have. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, I have more personal feelings about another arena to be fair, but. Okay, okay. At least okay, at least Peoria. At least at least in the end they were able to listen to the public. I still part of me doesn't trust them. Still part of me doesn't trust them. That, oh, that's completely fair. That is completely fair. But at least that's with Palmer Arena, like, like they they're like they're like on they're like in complete stupid mode. It, like it's not serious. So do you want to talk about what the message we just got? I mean, I don't think that's a super big deal. I mean, it's kind of cool. Because I think everybody, I, I think most it. people know who he is. Yeah, you can go and talk about it. Um, I mean, uh, some people might know who he is. He didn't play that much. Um, looks like the Fed has just announced that they have hired uh, former NHL netmire Tom Draper as a member of the recently announced uh, FPHL officiating supervisor staff. Um, let's see. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that'll be so that's kind of cool to see. Uh, he played for back in the day, he played for teams like the Sabres, the Jets, and the Islanders. Um, he also, um, and it, he's also a uh, former Hap Holmes Memorial Award winner, which is, is the AHL's uh, lowest team goals against average. Um, he played some time in Finland as well. Um, he so he needs to say he. He had some time. He had some time in the in the big leagues, and now he's going to be working amongst the officiating supervisors. Which I'm still very curious of how that's all going to work out in general. Yeah, I am also. I I hope it goes well because I hope to see other leagues actually do it too. Yeah, I mean, so. uh, we're, we're still at a point where you know I've, I I will say this over and over: the SP uh, is hilariously behind the times when. Like the FPHL is outdoing you uh, when it comes to officiating. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah something I want. Um, but okay, speaking of the SPHL, it is time to go ahead and finish up our preview. Uh, so last week we talked about the uh, five teams that ended, uh, you know, the top bottom five teams that was Macon, yeah. Quad City, Pensacola, Fayetteville, and Knoxville. We're going to start with Evansville today. Uh, and then we'll rank the teams uh, by the end where we think they're going to end up. Uh, so, Mark, uh, uh, your thoughts to start off with Evansville? Um, mm, okay, so I kind of made, I kind of pointed this out last week. Um, kind of gave a little bit of a hint to what I'm going to say. Yikes! Yikes! Mm, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, they're not like horrible, but eh, they're definitely weaker. Um, they have yeah. Um, I, Matthew Cloutier is back. That's I mean that's good to have him back. But there's uh, Matt Dorsey is also like not the worst either. But uh, but I mean they got Matthew Hobbs back as well. It's but they've lost a lot of players though. Um, they've lost their captain, for example. Um, he's now signed with Peoria. Um, they've lost most of their goal. Like I think they've. They're going to have completely different goaltenders this year, which mm-hmm. is scary um, because they actually had a good tandem last year, especially with Gorsuch. I mean, Gorsuch was 
uh, goaltender of the year. And now he's not even going to be with the team. Who Who is he signed with, actually? I'm not sure. Uh, oh, Wichita. Looks like. Ah. Is so he's uh, doing some... Yeah. He's, he's got some ECHL experience coming. Oh, no, he already had some last year, and he actually did really well with Wichita on the five game. He played yeah. uh, five games with them, 273, uh, 2.73 Goals against average, 934 save percentage, and 3-1-0 record. And, five, and mm-hmm. he also played a couple of games with Maine and Florida and Kalamazoo. Just really solid numbers. Really good numbers. So, yeah, needless to say, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> he ain't coming back at all. Like, yeah. he, the fact that he's in the SPHL at all is a crime because he's, he's always put up good numbers. He's an ECHL quality goaltender, if not slightly better so they say yeah he shouldn't be coming back um and they've signed a lot of newer players as well um a lot of players out of college hayden ford noah williams um george thurston so yeah um they've also re-signed uh kenny Brit, kenny Britton, which yeah that's all right but yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of lot of new faces, a lot of young talent, which isn't always the worst. Teams can make that work. Yeah, but they can. I mean, um, they, they I, I guess from my nights. my thoughts uh, when it comes to uh, how to you know what Evansville is going to look like, man, I, I gotta go. I I, I think it's going to be kind of uh, not great. Uh, I, I I'm I'm seeing eight or nine when it comes to that team. That's all I they, see. Do you agree with me, Mark? Yeah, I think I think they were nine for me. I'm pretty sure I have them at nine. Yeah. Which Oof. is crazy. Right, then. I don't and I and I feel weird saying that because they are something because the last couple of years they've been a kind of a pain in the ass with against Peoria. A hell of a, like kind of a very annoying. <laughs> um yeah. no matter where we were in the standings, they were always kind of just like uh giving us shit. <laughs> so news say I hope. Uh, I, I as a rival, I hope they're bad, but like, yeah, they. I think they're gonna be bad. Mm. But one team, I All don't right, well, think it's gonna be bad. Yeah, um, Roanoke. Um, fucking dirty dogs pulled it off. Man. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of happy good. for them. We got our cup, and now they got their cup, and now we yeah. laugh at Evansville and Birmingham, and Quad City. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I foresee a really good team, uh, this upcoming they season. They are returning a lot of I, players. I, yeah. The, again, this team is, this team's kind of built for a ceiling of four, three when it comes to the regular season, but they're really built for the playoffs. And that's, what's scary about that team. Yeah. That, that's oh, they just a, brought uh, back Brody Clays too. Mm. Jordan, Josh Nenendahl, CJ Stubbs. I mean, they, Rotobus is returning. Armstrong and DeVito, yeah, they are – I'm, I'm putting them in the top two. They are – this is – Mac Jansen's back. Matt O'Day is returning. Nick Ford. Oh, my God. Uh, they got the Leonard brothers as well. Oh, God, it just yeah. gets worse. Well, worse for us, best, better for them. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm going to say – I, we'll do our whole standings soon, uh, but I'm going to say four 
uh, are three for Roanoke. Again, they're built for the playoffs, not for the regular season. Fair. I'm I'm still saying top two. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure if they're top top, but they're gonna be fighting for it, and they're gonna be fighting yeah. for it in the playoffs again as well. They are gonna be a pain in the freaking ass. All uh, right. Well, speaking of pains, the teams that break my heart, Huntsville. Um, I'm I I'm mean, intrigued again. This is the first time in a, in a decade Huntsville's having a new coach. It's kind of a, it's a whole new staff. You, you're you've lost a lot of players. This could really be looked at as, as from my fan perspective as a possible rebuild year. I, I I'm gonna this hurts me saying this as a fan. I I'm gonna I have a really tough time seeing this team making top three. That hurts. I'm but. kind of in the same boat. Like they are, they're doing all right. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! I just read one of the guys you signed, uh, Jack Tanner. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah. Um, y'all have oh, also yeah. signed. I mean, couple, like y'all have some ahead. good players signed, but yeah, I mean, uh, Linda Tulio is absolutely. You know, but I mean, compared like, to a just real quick. Just real quick, when it comes to Glenn Tatulio, I mean, he has been absolutely been hauling out the signings. Still, I'm just, I just, I'm interested to see what Stuart Stefan's going to do. Yeah, and I'm sure he's like, I'm sure in a way, Tatulio is still going to be, you know, helping out coaching wise too if it needs to be. Um, but I'll say this compared to another team that we'll talk about later, this is definitely more of a rebuild year in comparison. Now it's not yeah. all bad, and I know he's probably not going to make the team, which upsets me greatly. But y'all did sign Brian Wilson, mm-hmm. and it's a crime that he's probably not going to make the team because he should. He is good. He is really freaking good. Uh, but man, I'm I'm kind of looking at the news, like just seeing who you guys signed, and yikes, yikes. It's, it's, yeah, this team's screaming middle of the pack. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, speaking of teams that I hope we see at the bottom, Birmingham. Nah, um, happen, unfortunately, think. yeah, unfortunately, they're they're good. They're they're a good team. So. They're going to be top three. I'm um, just by almost by default. Yeah, uh, they they've had some good signings. They're they're bringing back that coaching staff. It's like. Please stop being good. Please stop being good. Um, I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna say top three is a, basically a done deal. Maybe yeah. maybe four or five if like something some injuries hit. But like, man, I hate to see it. Mark, I'm. They're gonna. They may. So I definitely have my top three, as and, and Birmingham's mm-hmm. part of it. So is Roanoke. And so is another thing that we'll talk about. Um, oh, come on, Peoria. Like, there's one team left. Gotta keep it suspenseful. But, yeah, no, Birmingham, okay. they aren't really changing much. It's basically, yeah, honestly, I see this team, as, and this is going to be a little scary, I see this team like the 2022 Rivermen, where they are back together, mm. And they want revenge. They are tired of being beaten down. They're going to be going hard for that cup. Because they've been so close so many times now. They are. I hate to say it, but now they're starting to turn into the new Rivermen with that. 
They've lost in the finals twice now. They are going to want that fucking cup. They are hungry and they are ready. So if they're going to do it, they got to do it now. And I really believe that they're going to fight for it. They got Simtuck, Craig Simtuck, and uh, Kevin Kerr back as well, which that's scary freaking tandem. Like, that shouldn't even be allowed. Like, why why can't Kerr go take over someone? Kerr should have gone to Pensacola. There you go. And why is Kurt just assistant? Like, that's not fair. I am even going to say that's just not fair. Like, they, <laughs> Mark, like, we, we both know what's happening. Let's be honest. <laughs> I know, but like, just God, star, man. Like, like I said, Bulls are All going right. to be a bitch. <sighs> yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about your team, Peoria. Okay. I'm going to be honest. This offseason is going better than I thought it was going to be. It's actually going a lot better. There is some departures. Um, multi-time defenseman of the year, Nick Neville, is gone. He is retiring, which sucks. I'm sure the rest of the league's happy, but yeah, it sucks. But they we've signed actually quite a few players for this year already. Um, got mm-hmm. Andrew Durham, uh, Hayden Holton, Mike Gillott's back as well. Alec Bear is back. Joseph Widmar, uh, David Nippard. Uh, J.M. Piotrowski's back. Jordan Ernst is back. Um, we've also signed Kale List. Uh, uh, Brett Epp, uh, Dunk. Um, what was his freaking name? Um, also signed a Brody Duncan, who is like solid defenseman. We've also traded for uh Nick Latinovich, which that's an incredibly good. Uh, trade, all things considered, because that he was a pain in the ass last year, and I'm glad he's on our team now. Um, we also signed Liam Freeborn. Um, we also signed uh, Vadim Vinsonkin. He's going to be back, and we've recently signed Renat Danazanov to our uh, training camp roster as well. A lot of returning faces, a lot more than what I was expecting. A lot of returning faces who are very good, who are ECHL level good, who are returning. So, yeah, it, goaltending wise, it's going to be a little bit of a new era. There's no more Eric Levine. There's also no more Alec Hagman. Um, I believe Mitch McPherson is also gone. So that's, I mean, that's four key departures. Um, Alec Hagman is right now absolutely being groomed to be the future head coach. Um, he's going to be behind the bench with uh, Trudell this year. Um, needless to say, this is the Rivermen aren't going to be as strong as they typically are, but they're still going to be pretty good from the from the scene from how it looks. And they, that's still upsetting to me. That I'm actually, like I said, I'm shocked. I thought we were going to be. I thought this is going to be a lot more gutted than what it, than what it is. The fact that we've gotten so many pieces back is incredible. <laughs> A lot of good players, a lot of good players returning, and I they're they're going to be top three as well. It, I'm not sure where to quite place them, but I'm going to have to figure it out real fast. But Peoria, Birmingham, and Roanoke are absolutely the teams to beat this year again. And I, I, do you agree with me there? 
I'm not saying top three. Well, you'll see when we get to our uh, standings. So, so, I, so I I'm gonna, time, so I'm gonna mention this as well. Mm-hmm. Don't take this as full confirmation right now. It's not official from the team. But before we went on, uh, before we started recording, we, I did hear about um, Taylor Joseph, goaltender for the Birmingham Black Bears last year. Uh, not, not Birmingham, Bianca Black Bears. Very good goaltender, very solid numbers. Um, now he on the, on the Fed website he is considered on loan. Did not say a team. I'm getting I've it's been going around in certain circles that it's Peoria. There's not confirmation on that yet. There is a couple people who are saying it. Uh, I believe within the Blackbirds organization, so maybe that's something to keep in mind. But it's not confirmed confirmed yet, but. If, if we did sign Taylor Joseph, that is a very good signing. Very good signing. I'm not sure if he'll make the team, but I kind of hope so because I think he'd do quite well, especially if he's in like a backup role to start. That would be a very mm-hmm. solid tandem tan- between uh, Latinovich and Joseph. So, yeah. Needless to say, I'm actually quite excited for this team. A lot more than what I was expecting. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, do do we want to go ahead and uh, get started with these uh, wonderful predictions when it comes to the SP standings? Yeah, but I think it's time. All right. Uh, so, do you want, number ten. Do you who do you? Th- 10? Yep. Yeah, ten. So. Who do you think uh, you say first? Who do you think is going to be ten? Uh, then I'll be first with nine. How about how about no no no? Let's just say ten at the same time because I'm pretty sure we're in the same boat. One, all right. Two, and three. Make a mayhem. Evansville. What? Whoa! I told you they're. I thought they were going to be pretty low. I, told, I, I didn't thought, have. I told them you that. I thought there's they were no way low. they're making that. There's no way. Making is going to be a revolving door. No chemistry. At least Evansville is going to be able to develop chemistry. I don't think they're going to be as much mm-hmm. of a revolving door, and I think they're going to be – they're going to compete for that last spot. They're going to compete. They're going to be close to what Quad City was last year. Um, Macon uh, – yeah, Macon's not going to be good at all. Macon's absolutely going to be – I think a similar record to what they had this year. Mm. Interesting. I, I got to disagree. I think they're going to be a little higher, but you'll see how much higher in a second. Uh, nine. All right. So three, two, one. Macon. Ooh, I think I think I have Evansville. That's where I do have Evansville. So to be fair. All right. So we have our switch. On so we have the same teams yeah. being out. So we're yes. both thinking that at the end of the day, Evansville and Macon are going to be the teams outside looking in. Yes, I, I think we agree on that. All right. Ready to talk about eight. See, you know what's funny? I don't remember where I put – like, I know I put certain teams in certain spots last week, and now I'm trying to remember where. But I think I know All right, who well, I'm going to I, I go. All right, and then three, two, one's Fayetteville. Quad City. Mm, okay. All right. All right, so so I we both have – so I have Fayetteville squeaking in. You have Quad City squeaking in number eight, huh? Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Seven. Uh, I have. Um. 
I'm going to change. I'm going to switch one over. I have Knoxville dropping to seven. I have Fayetteville in seven. All right. I think they're going to be the same spot as they were last year. Like they're going to be sometimes competitive, but yeesh. But they, this I, is I, one of those teams where I believe that's their highest, but which is mainly their average, but there's definitely a chance that they could actually be one of the teams that drop out of the playoffs. Same with Quad yeah. City. This, the bottom four to me, I think between Fayetteville, Quad City, and Evansville for me are going to be the teams fighting for their lives. Um, and, one, and one of those teams is not going to be able to get it out. I just have mm-hmm. Evansville 9, Quad City 8, and then Fayetteville 7. All right. Uh, when it comes to six, um, all right, ready? Three, two, one. Pensacola. Knoxville. All right, so we're very close Knoxville. on Knoxville, and yeah. yeah, to me, Knoxville again, kind of same kind of where they were yeah. at last year, maybe a little lower. I, I think there's going to be not as much of a fight in the middle this year. There's going to be a larger yeah. discrepancy. All right, all right. When it comes to five, one, two, three, I have Pensacola. Pensacola. All right, we we, yeah. we agree so, there. They're going to improve yeah. from last year because they they showed like they were kind of heating up towards the end of last year. Some good, uh, solid performances. I think with under better, under a new head coach, I think they're actually going to do a little better. And I and I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch throughout the year. Maybe even a dark horse pick. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to number four, I think we're both on the same uh, team here on this choice. Also, yep. Uh, Huntsville. Yep, it's Huntsville. They're not like yeah. they're not middle of the pack really, but they're also like I feel honestly Huntsville and Pensacola may very well fight back and forth for, for the five, four and five. It, that may very well be one of those like could be either or. They're going to be close. Um, yeah. but I'll put Huntsville in the four spot for now. But if I don't see some, it depends on how their youth develops. Some of the signs that they've made. If it develops yeah. well, which I think they could, they have a good track record of that. Then I think they'll they'll make that top four. Now this is where it gets real interesting. Who do we have at number three? All right, one, two, three, Birmingham. Yeah, same. Actually, mm, ooh, I'm putting Peoria. Oh. I'm a little shocked there. I thought you would put them at two. So here's why. Here, so I, I let me put my reason here. I'm putting them at three. As for now, there's they sure they've made a lot of good signings, but there's a couple of things that I'm a little worried about. I'm a little worried about the defense still. Like losing Nick Neville is such a huge loss, and we need to get a couple more players to help with that before I can say. Right now, I definitely put them at three, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're still surprisingly they're still going to be a top three team, which is absolutely insane considering the changes that have been made. But yeah, I, so who do we have at number two? And number two, I have the Roanoke Railyard Dogs. See, I have Birmingham there. Mm. Man. Unfortunately, I think we know what that means when it comes to our number one spot. Yeah, so you you have Birmingham at number one, huh? No, I have. Uh, yeah. Wait, 
No, yeah. I, I put Peoria Wait. at three. Yeah, I put Peoria at three. Wait, so that means you put Peoria at one? Yes. The fuck? Yes, I hate it. Re- okay, how do you put them at one compared to Roanoke? I put Roanoke um, at I, one I, right now. I put, I put coaching experience right there. John, you know, Trudell's just absolutely... You can't really say that anymore. I hate to say that, but you can't say that anymore. Dan Bremer's gotten the job done. He's got it done. Right, but like, but here's 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 the problem. Peoria is absolutely able to come in with those like midseason pickups that will like contribute. Roanoke, they have a mixed history of that. So that's that's my side edge. Almost everybody back. They have almost everybody. I mean, that's a fair argument. But but okay, then Huntsville got basically everyone back plus more in 2020. Look how that went. I mean. Like I said, I just—it's hard to bet against Roanoke right now. They are no longer the underdogs, and um, we'll we'll see. They are the, I, now, I go they are the unfortunately. They are the top dogs, is what they are. They are the top dogs in this league, and and I like I said, and honestly, here's the thing: I don't. Here's another thing: I don't trust Peoria at number one. I never do. That's another reason why I kind of don't want to put him there, mm. because it has never worked out. It's never worked out being in the top seed. And and like I said, I don't, I, there needs to be a couple more pickups for me to maybe change my mind. But as of right now, yeah, they're, they're number three. They're number three, they, which is bad. They can work with that. They're still an incredibly good team. They'll be, they will be fighting for that top spot. Those three teams, Birmingham, Roanoke, and Peoria, they are the teams to beat. And it very well may be likely that, the cup may be going to one of those three cities when the time comes in, in spring. Mm. Now. Yeah. So do we want to have a little fun like we did with the fed? Which is, Oh God, no, 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 no. I don't want to, I don't want to do that to my havoc. Please. No. I I mean, I'm look, I'm going to, so Let's see. With this, I so you can do yours. You can do yours. I'm not doing mine. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to say. Who did I have at eight? I had Quad City at eight. So I would have, yeah, a Rona Quad City semi uh, quarterfinal, which that would be dangerous. I feel sorry for any of the officials on the ice at that time, um, because that will that will be physical. Um, that's another thing actually with Peoria. I don't think they're going to be as physical this year. They don't have a lot of their big bodies anymore. No more Hagman, no more mm. McPherson. They're not going to be as physical. Which will hurt them. That's a big part of their game. Anyway, um, Quad City and Roanoke. I have Roanoke winning that series. And uh, then um, Birmingham and Fayetteville. Birmingham. Uh, then I have Roanoke. And what was it? Knoxville? Yeah. I'll pick Roanoke again. Now, when push comes to sub between Huntsville and Pensacola, I'll go with Huntsville. Mm, I, I actually, it's close. I had to really think about that. And it very well could switch either way. But right now, I would pick Huntsville. Very barely though, like tiny hair length. But then that will leave Huntsville, Roanoke. Sorry, dude. 
Mm. You're going to get dogged on. You would get dogged on in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that actually, wait, this is very, no, it's not the exact same as last year's semifinals. Um, then you have Birmingham and Peoria. Honestly, that, that's actually a really good series in general. That, that, I don't think we've ever played them in the playoffs. No. Oh, uh, no. I don't um, think so. We've actually, we have played a game at, in Birmingham, though. <laughs> yeah. I was at one of those games. Um, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Birmingham and Peoria. I actually picked Birmingham. Mm. So, right. yeah, then I have a I have a rematch then. And you know what? Revenge arc. Bulls win. Uh, okay. It, it's, all right. It's well, I think that's a good – All right. I think, hey, I think no, that's no, a good no, place no, to no, wrap no, no, it up. Think about this. Think about this. Riverman got their revenge. The dogs got their revenge. Now it's the Bulls' turn. Mm. It's revenge season, baby. I'll gladly pick the Bulls. I'll gladly pick the Bulls winning the cup right now. They seem strong. They have a lot of players returning as well. And I and and the biggest key sometimes is that hunger, that drive. And I think I think they have it. They are mm. tired of being the bridesmaid and never the bride. Well, baby, it's wedding time. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been, of course, Miley Grando joined by the prospector and his silly predictions. And where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H C K Y. And, uh, of course, Miley Grando, you can find me on my current vacation account uh, at, at not MLR. You can find me there. Not too hard to find me uh, at all. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in. Again, we are no longer in a Warzone Wolves exclusive podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys around next time.